This is Gutterball's Rewind. In each episode of Gutterball's Rewind, Brad and Adam discuss a single minute of their groundbreaking previous podcast, Gutterball's The Lebowski Deepcast. To salute that podcast's greatest moments of truth, as well as give recognition to its broken promises. Please join us as we step over the threshold and into your memories. Beep! Well, there we are. There's a little... Is that going to be okay? I don't know. Does it matter? It was so off. Oh, fuck it. At least to me. Yeah, it was off to me, too. I think this Skype is all latent as shit. There's some latency going on here. I'm not sure what's the deal. Like, I don't know if it's on my... Last episode, and now this episode, Skype has just been shit for us. Yeah. Well, I was on my phone last time because I had to be mobile, like a Who song. Right. And, but either way... I guess I was on wireless, so I'm still downstairs. So I may need to run a hard line down here. Are you on yeah, the good yeah. internet, Brad? I'm on the. I'm. Let me. Let me just triple check. Yeah, I'm on the correct internet right now. All right, I may need to run a hard line down here. You mean like right now? Not right now. I think we just okay. take it as. You mean it like comes. before? Before next week, hopefully. You yes. Mean. Yes, I need gotcha. to get a 1,000 foot Ethernet cord and. Run it down here somehow. You can, that, that can happen. I'm just going to punch a bunch of holes in the wall. Like, basically, the home is a disaster. <laughs> it's, right. It's like, we live in gray gardens. Like, does is anyone even going to notice if I just run a cord through the right. living room, through the hallway, down the stairs? Like, is anybody even going to notice? Well, it reminds me of uh, Silicon Valley season two. When the when they're they're getting all the traffic and right. they like they have to keep up and so like hey you Gilfoyle do what you gotta do just like yeah he's just quickly punching holes you know, in walls pun- yeah he's like I gotta run cable through here and like <laughs> just hammers a hole in the drywall and pulls cable from the garage into the living room to fuck connect it, it to the machines yep fuck it exactly can't worry about that shit life goes on like he had to deal right. with uh, Dinesh's like shitty whatever. It's like he's maintaining the hardware. If the software could keep up with the hardware, maybe it wouldn't be struggling so bad. See, it would be like you to take Guilfoyle's side. <laughs> Why? I don't know. Well, I've noticed you're like a Guilfoyle acolyte. <laughs> well, I think but he's I right. Expect, I expect you to convert to Satanism sometime soon. Well, I don't. If you haven't already. I don't care enough, Brad. Right. I just don't care enough. Yeah. Or I see, but I, but it also kind of makes some weird sense because I feel like I'm Dinesh. So. And how's that? Like you, you have a plan. You have some logic behind. Well, no. I, well, Gilfoyle's got logic. He's got his own perverse logic. Oh, he certainly does. How how are you Dinesh? You're because Din- I once wore a little gold chain, and people still make fun of me for it. Is that? Come on. No, it's not true. Oh, I wish it was oh, so was bad. Oh, that was pretty great. That was that pretty great. that gold chain lasted, the arc of that lasted for like three episodes. <laughs> it was like a three episode arc of him wearing, a, he wore a gold chain once. I know. That's pretty And Gilfoyle, and I guess Gilfoyle was like relentlessly abusing him about that. Like he just wouldn't let it go because he went to the extreme of like making fun Right of him, even even Jared was getting in digs on him at that point. Right, that's when you know it's bad. Yeah, but this isn't the Silicon Valley podcast. No, no, no. We are in what we're on page two now. No, no, of the Dow of the no, no. What do you mean? No, that's not that's not this week. I'm sorry. Preface. Pa- no, so it's pa- no, 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 no. We didn't. We're not doing Dow of the Dude this week. Oh. That was like the first. That's that. That's just the, that's another one of our our many podcasts. Oh shit! Are we do? I hope we're not doing sticks and scones episode two because I have no ingredients and I'm tethered to my machine. But no. I could make it work. Hang on. No, so I mean I I, I savor 
doing another episode of Sticks and Scones. Well, just you should as much as I might savor your scone. You shouldn't because the, they were sweet scones. Right. Good point. See, that's the Gilfoil in here. <laughs> Pointing well, out my, my clottery. Alright, so this is shit, dog. Is this ancient Greek nautical technology? No, that's Agent-y? coming up. That's coming up, ancient Greek nautical technology. So we're catching is, up. We're catching up again. All right, well, I can do we that. We always kind of catch up, but this All isn't right. another episode of catching up with Brad and Adam. The fuck? No, this is Gutter Balls, the Lebowski Deep Cast season two. Lebowski's, the Gutter Balls Deep Cast, Gutter Scars, episode thirty, minute fifty, exploring the broken legacy of No Father Don't. Of course. <laughs> That's how, how, come on. The beauty of it is its simplicity. Once a plan gets too complex, it all goes to shit, man. Yeah. You're right. God damn it. How did I forget this? Okay, okay, I can do this. I can do this. Um, so are you telling me that we're realizing our dream, finally, of analyzing Gutterballs, the Lebowski deep cast, minute by minute? Yes, we're self-analyzing ourself. It's about time. It's time for reflection. Could you self-analyze something else? I guess not. But, yes, exactly. It's time for some reflection. It depends on, like, how, like, much people worm their way into your psyche, I guess. Yeah. Maybe you become a different person based on how much you want to be accepted. Right. But this is where we, this is the podcast where we uh, explore the broken legacy. Of gutter balls. Well, it's the as I like to call it, gutter scars. But I don't know if that that title's going to stick or not. Well, we'll it, see. it might. But let's here. Let's face it, though. This is the podcast where we analyze gutter balls, the Lebowski deep cast, minute by minute. This episode exactly. is where we're analyzing episode thirty, minute fifty. M- minute fifty, which is time code forty nine colon zero zero to fifty colon zero zero. I know right. that causes a lot of confusion. Right, well, it's so minute still fifty, forty nine colon zero zero to fifty colon zero zero. Right, episode thirty. So if you want a reference, just go right. back and like dial up episode thirty. Yeah, and if you go to like forty nine colon zero zero, that's where this starts. Yeah. That's okay. episode 30, Till It Goes Click. <laughs> right. That's not this episode that we're talking about. Like, that's not... No, it's not the current episode right. we're recording. We're talking we're about that an episode, episode about that episode. Right. I just want to be very clear this is like the that. This is like the behind the scenes of that, of a minute of that episode. Let's face it. We got a lot of shit wrong. Yeah. In that. I know. Even in that so 60 was, seconds. So this is episode 30, Till It Goes Click, in which we talked about Stupor Man, alternate Jesuses, Liam's eye flirts, throat meats, possible tedium of couch gags, etc., etc. Tedium, you said. So that's a good jumping off point. You said tedium. You also said Hoosier. (laughs) Hoosier. Hoosier? (laughs) You also said Hoosier. Who said that? Sure, why not? That's the guy's name, right? That's not his name. No? Come on, you've seen the movie with Gene Hackman. Right, Jim Hoosier. Hoosiers. Hoosiers? Hooser. You can't quite get there, can you? Can't. All right, so since we've, okay, so we've kind of set up what we're doing here. Do we want to play the minute now? Just get that out of the way? Well, I just want to make sure everybody knows this is episode 122. This is episode 122, 119, 121. Yeah, this is episode 122, you're right. Episode 30. But with episode 122, we're flashing back to episode 30. Right. (laughs) Flashback. (laughs) Episode 30. (laughs) Wow. You know, we totally do that. Uh, yeah, we should have. You got to create some things. So, because, you know, we're going to play the minute of us talking. Yeah, because I don't be want confusing. you to do that ever again. So. <laughs> <laughs> what if? What would happen if I just hung up and pretended none of this ever happened after that? <laughs> That's just, we just close it right there. 
We closed the book on that one. <laughs> All right. So you want to play the minute of Gutter Balls, the Lebowski Deep Cast, episode 30, minute. I mean, I 50. don't know. Are we gonna do we just get right into it? Why not? I guess. Well, you know, there's two schools of thought on that. Like we used to start each episode by playing the minute, and then yes. we kind of changed it up, and we would play it when we were goddamn good and ready to play it. Right. Episode thirty, we were still in the starting with right. the play of the episode in the beginning, right off the bat, because which, which, that was probably the most interesting part of the podcast. So it's like, okay, if they hear this, it sounds like the Big Lebowski. Maybe they'll keep listening. Yeah, but then I had the idea that maybe that wasn't true. Maybe like that was working against us. A lot of maybe. Which, granted, nothing is really working for or against us <laughs> in this podcast. This podcast is just purely <laughs> even Stevens. Uh, but <laughs> or maybe just everything works against okay. us i don't know that's that's an optimistic viewpoint but yep. yeah yeah so but? We what's it. the but well we moved it well we used to have we'd have the uh we'd play the minute and then it would go into the whole the opening. opening right doom doom this, this is, is good balls right. all that right um, and really, it was coming down to being like it was almost 120 full seconds till you got to us actually talking, uh, and uh, you which know. I felt in the in the short attention span of the internet that was just too much. May I posit a rebuttal? Please do. I feel like probably those 120 seconds were the most interesting of the podcast, so you might as well front load them. And maybe they'll forget to turn it off, and then they'll listen to us. That is possible, too. Because really, we just changed it because you were like, hey, why don't we change it? And I was just like, okay. Right. It's not like there was market research that we did. No, there's no market. Any, it's any just, polls we, or like we, we go put by, people in a room and like ask them questions. Right. We go by feel. <laughs> It's mood-driven podcasting. It's mood-driven <laughs> podcast structuring. Well, we also took that uh, the intro and you shortened it down because it was like, like forty some seconds. It was and it really went to long. like just below thirty. Yeah, it was I think too long. maybe even less than that. Yeah, so we shortened that down. Again, we didn't want a whole lot to stand between the listener and our beautiful mouth noises. No, we didn't really. want that to happen for sure. But we're not so, actually talking about that this episode. Well, we can talk about whatever we want, but yeah, that's not the focus. That's not we're not we're not we're talking about. Oh, I'm on board with that. I know we can talk about, about. I got like, you know, jumper cables and like sticks too. Even though I know it's not sticks and scones. Well, say, let's try to save the sticks too for the next episode of Sticks and Scones. Oh, man, that's how I was getting pumped up for this episode. I was listening to Sticks yeah. too. I was listening to Guns N' Roses, Use Your Illusion 2, so... Use Your Illusion in addition, or Use Your Illusion 2? Use Your Illusion, Roman numeral 2. Okay, okay. Big difference. Yeah. Well, it it came up because I searched... It's because I searched Sticks 2, and it came up... And I guess because that also has 2 in it, <laughs> that came up for me instead. Small world, isn't it? I was like, all it? right, close enough. Yeah. Go and with it. We splitting hairs here? No. Sticks to, use your illusion to. It's all the same shit. It's all classic rock. Yeah. Grand illusion, use your illusion. Hello. Come on. Practically the same band. Hello. Oh, I do have a... Uh, a revisit? Before we, well, I could, I could <laughs> uh, give a uh, Torsten Voges update. Oh, you should. You I gave you should. one. Yes, please do. So I might as well. I um, already forgot. <laughs> I was watching um, a, um, one of these uh, Disney sitcoms. Oh, that's right. So You're... Disney Channel makes these like sitcoms for kids, like Hannah Montana, famously starring Sweet Life on Deck, Miley Cyrus, Miley Cyrus. Yes, my lady Cyrus. She's um, yeah. You know, I kind of like her. We talked about her before, though. Sure, she's her, naked her, on her a giant sounds. bowling ball. It's basically writes itself like the Miley Cyrus Big Lebowski crossover. I came Miley in Cyrus. on a bowling ball. 
Miley Cyrus, you know, when we talk about like the modern remake cast of Lebowski, Miley Cyrus as Bunny could totally work. No, she wouldn't have enough screen time unless it's a spinoff, like a well, Bunny spinoff. You just mean a star of her stature wouldn't take such a small role. She should be Walter, basically. Donnie. No, 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 because she's wrecking things. She's coming through, like, not giving a shit, you know? Smashing through shit. She should be Walter. Eh, all right. I'll give you that. All right, you better give me that. She could be Maud, because Maud also, like, flies through the air on a harness Good of point. sorts. Good point. You got me there. You got me there. Mm, that's a tough one. Man, could you imagine how mad people would be? I don't even want to go there. What, if Miley Cyrus was Maud Lebowski? No, she was Walter. Oh, well, yeah. People would get so angry. We don't want to ruin people's childhoods, after all. Right. Do we? All the, well, people can't deal with that. Like, no. imagine, What if we did a uh, big Lebowski remake? All female. All, but all female. Right. And, like, Joseph Gordon-Levitt <laughs> was Bunny, and, mm-hmm. uh, like, Brad Pitt was Maud. Right. That's it. That's all you got. And then everybody else just female. The dude yeah. is like, who the fuck's the dude? Like Kate Winslet is the dude. Yes. Nice. That's good. That's good. That is good. I could see that. Um, and you've got like Halle Berry as Walter. Maybe. Maybe. She could pull off a Walter. And then uh, you have um, Kristen Wiig as Donnie. Yeah. I could see it. Writes its fucking self. If you couldn't get Kate Winslet, I could also see Kristen Wiig doing the dude. Well, that's her fucking talent is how versatile she is. Yeah. I think. Hmm? Wig. 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 So I was watching Jesse, which is a one of these sitcoms (laughs) on the Disney Channel. I feel like this was made as maybe like a successor to Hannah Montana in some way. Because Miley Cyrus was getting too old, and obviously, did, you know, that was coming to an end. But, like... And this is Uncle Jesse from Full House, right? No, this is someone else. Some some, some, some young lady. Debbie Ryan is her name, is as, it, the titula- as the titular Jesse. Is it Seth's brother, Jesse? Seth's brother, Jesse. No. Because I am Seth. Right. Seth and Jesse. Right. No. It's not that I mean, Jesse. Well... It's not literally that Jesse, but it, I mean, I guess is 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 Seth's brother Jesse kind of like a bit of a backwoods type of guy? <laughs> you know where I grew up. Yeah. So in some ways, there's a connection here, right? And that was the that's the thing. Because again, Hannah Montana was like a you know she's from the country. She was from Tennessee or whatever. Then moves to Hollywood to be the big star. All this fancy living is yeah. crazy. So it had that little bit of like, you know, Beverly Hillbillies-esque. Not really like that. More just like, you know, this slight kind of like fish out of fish water. Fish out of water. It's a trope. Or like, it's one of those Or, you tropes. know, it kind of like covered. It's rags to riches the, crossed over with a fish out of water. Right. And it, and it, and it really just provided a, a chance to hit all the different stereotypes right so it worked for the coasters because here was this metropolitan living but it also worked for people in uh you know in the in-between land because it had the whole heartland vibe going and jesse's kind of similar in this this is again a transplant from texas who now is in uh New York City and a nanny to a bunch of kids, but again, makes the same type of jokes like, oh, back home, I gave birth to a steer and blah, 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 you know, like that kind of stuff. Hey, those without sin cast the first stone. Right. So, and she has the same kind of weird, the same cadence and delivery of the jokes that Hannah Montana had, I feel. So I feel it's definitely, I feel it owes a lot to that show. And maybe they were trying to like, well, okay, this is the successor to that. But they mixed it up because there's like a giant Asian monitor lizard. You have like a a a, a, a sass talking little African American child. You have uh, a a very studious little boy from India. You know, you got all the stereotypes in there. What could possibly go wrong? Right. 
Well, what did go wrong is they got stuck in the subway. They were lost. Oh, no. And there was a... My anxiety's growing. Street performer there doing weird German stuff. You know how Germans do I dance, know what like, those Germans are up to. And they, like, they slap their feet and stuff I like that. I know what they're up to. Trust me. Yeah. I went on vacation in, in Mexico. So trust me. I know what trust those me, fucking you know Germans, about the Germans are about. But they, and I was uh, like, Eshai's are fenced to this, Eshai's are fenced to that. And they weren't amused. It's like, I see. I see what you're up to. Some days I just don't understand the word you're saying. But that's okay. It's all right. That's part of the charm. Suppose. The the But anyway, so you got the tall German. I didn't mean to kinda, derail you. He kind of befriends them. As I derail you again. So please And continue. I'm watching this <laughs> episode. And I'm like, hmm, this tall gentleman seems familiar. And wouldn't you know it, but it was none other than Torsten Voges? Vogues? Vagus? Voges? Voges? John Stamos? Stamos? But anyway, Torsten Voges, for those of you not in the know, that haven't listened to all 118 episodes of the original Gutterballs, there's a couple is, extras in there. There were some A and B episodes. Yeah. But. yeah, there's some A and Bs, so we kind of have the numbering messed up in terms of quantity. But but you're saying that John Stamos played a part in The Big Lebowski? Yes. Fuck. He was Uncle Jesse. Uncle fucking Jesse. Just when you think you're out, Uncle Jesse pulls you back in, man. Shit. So that was my Lebowski story. My brush with Lebowski this last week. So who was John Stamos in The Big Lebowski? I'm honestly unaware. He was the one of the nihilists. Torsten Voges was one of the nihilists. Not Flea and not... Um, Uli. Um, not Uli, who... Oh, fuck, why can't I think of the actor's name now? In all sorts of shit, but yeah. Well, he's everywhere. He was in Fargo. Yeah, he's not the flea. He was in that uh, Lars von Trier movie. Well, Jesus, don't get... Don't. Dancer in the Dark. Don't do that. But yeah, it's not Uli, not the flea nihilist, the other one. The tall, lanky, blonde nihilist. Was Here he was. Peter Stormare. In Peter Stormare is Uli, yes, that's it. Right, Peter Stormare. I knew, I knew his name. I knew I knew it in there. I, I just had to hear it, and then I would know it. I knew I knew you. But there he was. Yeah, it's fucked up, man. So, like, you know, there he was, right in Jesse. Huh. And I thought his career was going so well. Well, why is. See, you said a mouthful right there. Like, you judge him because he's on a Disney show? No, Disney's I don't. like one of the most successful. Right. Like, production companies on the planet. And, like, he's shit because he's doing a kid's show? Like, you'd be surprised. I'm kind of over it now because my daughter's now in ninth grade. But watching those kids shows, like, you'd be surprised who shows up once in a while because, like, you know, they have kids and it's really cool to their kids, like, if daddy's on the show or mommy's on the show, you know, so they'll do it. Yeah. That doesn't mean their career is dead and, like, we should mm -hmm. feel sorry for them. Maybe they're doing it because they love it and it's cool. Yeah, no, totally. It's kind of like uh, TV is cool now. It used to be if you were on TV, you were second rate. But now it's like, oh, that's all the shit right now. And YouTube's going to be, or not even necessarily YouTube or whatever the next iteration will be, but like just being in some sort right. of like online show is going to be way cooler than TV, which is way cooler than films. Yes, I agree. <laughs> that's, yeah, that was, that's an, the un, that was that. an undeserved swipe. I just saw yeah, kind of swiped. like an opportunity to take a cheap shot. I took it. Usually that's me doing that. I was that. kidding. And then you correct I kid. me. Okay? I kid. So I'm correcting you for once. Like, don't. Sure. Come on. Sure. Hey, I, I, I welcome corrections. Anyone that knows me will tell you that. <laughs> the, uh, the, 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 yes, kid shows. Well... Yeah, they changed. Oh, okay. Like, Frank Langella. You know Frank Langella? It's a hazelnut liqueur, and it's a key ingredient in a chocolate cake. So, yes, I know it well, but I'm not going to give you okay. the rest of the ingredients. So, Frank Langella, mm -hmm. he played Skeletor <laughs> in <laughs> Masters of the Universe, the one with Dolph Lundgren. 
Oh, the live action. The live action one. He was the live action Skeletor. For whatever reason, that's the first thing that pops into my mind when I think of Frank Langella. But he's actually in a lot of shit. He's kind of like a celebrated actor. Probably maybe from doing like shit on stage or stuff that like predates us. I don't know. I just know that like his name is usually given with a certain part of gravitas and maybe that was earned, maybe it's not. You know, it's all relative, so I, I don't know, I can't judge him per se. Completely. But he uh Frank Langella, so he he was in a three part episode of Star Trek Deep Space Nine. Which I like to call Star Trek Deep Space Nine. Well, I was probably he, pass out drunk and throwing up when that episode yes. came on. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. I mean, it certainly was long before our our Deep Space Nine drinking game. But what he did was, I remember the interview where he was like, oh yeah, I don't like these shows about ray guns and blip blip stupid shit. I just did this because my kid thought it would be cool. So there you go. All right. That's that's the thing. But you know, also here, it's just like, you know, you're just kind of a dick. Why? Because he doesn't like shows about ray guns and shit? Yeah! I mean, he didn't have to say it. He doesn't have to like it. But he's on it. They're paying him the bills. Well, and also... It's a beloved show to millions, and he's like, these yeah, the stupid ray guns. He's just a crusty old man at that point. Like, that show is not about ray guns and space aliens, you know? Yeah, Star exactly. Trek was never about... Well, maybe now it is, but it was never about that. So he's just being a crusty old dude. Right. It's bullshit. Which reminded me And I don't even like Star Trek that much, but it's not about ray guns. That's what Star Wars is about more than Star Trek. Oh, boy. Now I've done it. Well, no, 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 no. Okay. So I remember this. Another Star Trek flashback. So back when Star Trek Next Generation was in its prime, like Star Trek had a certain... Like, that was the high watermark for Star Trek and pop culture. Like, people loved it. There would be, like, oh, Star Trek, like, specials on television. You know, TV Guide would put out, like, their Star Trek issue with 18 variant covers, and people would buy all 18. Are you talking about when Deep Space Nine was on? Deep Space Nine was probably also on around this time, because Deep Space Nine and TNG overlapped. But mostly the TNG era. But it was the TNG era is what did it, yeah. And enjoyed like this kind of like super success in a way. Sure. And they and and um, I would say deservedly so. And again, I'm not some big Star Trek fan, but I would say deservedly so. It's a cool show. And uh, QVC quality, value, and convenience. It was a home shopping channel, QVC. Don't get, don't get me started on QVC. <laughs> I am friends with the man who was the first host on that channel. So Okay. Well. I don't think he'd want his name mentioned on this podcast. Okay. Yeah, probably not. But I was. <laughs> no one really would. No. But, Jesus. But we do. Thank you, Jen um, Ralston, for not being shy. Yeah. And not really do. caring about your reputation. <laughs> We, uh, <laughs> this host, so they would have special, like, two-hour Star Trek specials on QVC where they would sell Star Trek memorabilia. And they would get, like, someone from Star Trek to kind of be there with the host during Worf. this. It's got to be Worf. You know, sometimes it would be Worf. Sometimes it would be Chekhov, you know, Walter Koenig. Oh, and this was what TOS, wow. Yeah, so Walter Koenig was there. Talking with the host, and you know they're selling their Star Trek stuff, their Star Trek tchotchkes online on the on the TV. Did you ever buy and one of them, Brad? Or I bought a lot of Star Trek tchotchkes. I mainly QVC? bought them from like the merch rooms at Star Trek conventions. I don't know that I ever bought something from QVC, but I would watch these QVC specials. <laughs> They would be heavily advertised. We'll get back to like, the <laughs> Star Trek convention in a little bit, but please continue. Okay. So they did. Um, <laughs> so I remember this guy was interviewing Chekhov, the actor that plays Chekhov, and Walter you know, and and Chekhov was just kind of trashing Star Trek. Is that Sarah's brother-in-law or uncle? 
I don't think, I, as far as I know, no. However, um, his son was, I want to say it was Richard Koenig. Now I can't remember. But his son, um, his late son now, because I believe his son committed suicide. Oh, boy. Um, but he played Richard Stabone, a.k.a. Boner, in Growing Pains. Okay. All right. But... I've derailed you again. I'm very sorry. Yeah, and now I feel bad. You know, his son killed himself, but I'm going to kind of talk a little trash about him for trashing Star Trek. Right, so he but went I'm on... Just gonna, I'm just going to do it anyway. He was kind of like, That's yeah, fine. the show... He was like, look, it was like, like, come on, look, Star Trek. It was like styrofoam rocks. It looked like shit. No one took it seriously. Like, it's just some really stupid show. It's pretty much unwatchable. Like, he didn't... Those weren't his exact words. That was right. the essence of what he was saying. The He definitely called out, like, the stupid sets and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then, later on, they're talking... And this is what really got me. They're talking about, um, you know, Star Trek Next Generation. And he's like, yeah, whatever. Like, I wouldn't ever even b- look at that. Huh. Like, like, I'm a serious person. You know what I mean? Right. Meanwhile, and, like... Uh. Yeah, and then... You know what I'm going to say. Shakespearean actors on there. Yeah, exactly. Well, and then, well, that's the thing. He said, you know, and like, you know, they're selling something. It's maybe like a, a Data t-shirt. I don't know what it is, right? The, but Data comes up, and he says to Walter Koenig, like, so as an actor, you know, Data, he has no emotions. Do you think that would be hard to portray uh, a character with, there was an android and didn't have human emotions? And then Koenig was like, no, that wouldn't be hard at all. And then he, like, kind of mimics, like, a robot, like, moving very angularly around. And he's like, yeah, it's easy. You just don't do any emotions. It's no big fucking deal. Wow. It's just like, I was just like, Jesus Christ. He just doesn't get it. Like, Data yeah. is possibly the most complex character on that show. <laughs> show. Yeah, right. He's not, um, yeah. Yeah. He's not like the uh, friend of of Buck Rogers' other robot that went me 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 me. What was that robot called? Twiggy, Twingy, Twiggy, Twongy, Twiggy Ramirez. I think Twiggy Ramirez. You know, Twiggy Ramirez has been haunting this house lately. Oh, strange! You bring him up. Dog, move out. Yeah, run. Are you serious? His 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 essence and his name does slide through a little bit. Yeah. Oh boy, that makes me very unsettled inside. Because your house is cavernous; it's like three acres of your house. Well, for all I know, is how many Twiggy levels just down be, does it go? Three, four? Twi- Twiggy could just be living here. I would never know it. He just has to be careful, like when he hears me coming, just go into another room always, or in some little compartment somewhere. Yeah, like, like you we ne- all go you, to bed. He like, goes down the basement, turns right. on the TV. That's what opens I'm saying. A beer. Do you go and like check every little compartment and closet no. and room and like ab- above the drop ceilings every night before you go to bed? And even if you did, you still might not find Twiggy. No, exactly. Jesus Christ, dude! Fuck. Now I'm down. Like I'm not in my underground cooking lair. I'm in a separate wing here, but I am. Isolated, and now I'm getting a little uncomfortable. A little like, bit of heebie-jeebies. A little bit of heebie-jeebies. What do you mean, Twiggy Ramirez as his haunting your home? I just mean his. He's he is called upon Buck. by people in this house. In what his way name is uttered as a savior or just as like a shout out? Just as a shout out. We have some Marilyn Manson fans in the house now. That's interesting. That's really fucking interesting, man. Okay. So do we want to play? <laughs> Go do a Gutterballs flashback. Play this minute. I think we've talked about Star Trek enough to warm us up. <laughs> well, maybe. As well as Hannah Montana, Miley Cyrus, Jesse, Torsten Vojez. We've talked about all of it. It seems like you need some time to like... From Torsten Vojez to Twiggy Ramirez. Get some the things whole spectrum. out. You know, and maybe release some some things. So yeah, sure. Play the minute. Gutterballs rewind. Home in Winthrop, Massachusetts, pretty prestigious Governor's Park. He couldn't refuse. 
Today, Jim Hoosier entertains captive audiences with his own one-man show entitled No Father Don't, which runs every winter at the Cape Cod Playhouse in Hyannis. Brad. Okay, I think this winter there's a road trip in store. We live in a special and tainted world. A world in which James G. Hoosier performs a show entitled No Father, Father. Don't. Oh. <laughs> Why? What? We are going. We, sir, are going to the Cape Cod Playhouse in Hyannis this winter. You know that's true. It We're is happening. Gutterballs, rewind. You should make some kind of like stinger that goes with this flashback. Um, like, Gutterballs flashback. And like I hear like a rewinding tape or something and play it. <laughs> and then at the end, do a little boom. All of a sudden, you're concerned about confusion. <laughs> <laughs> And or here we are. We can... Here we are. So you were done talking about Star Trek. Yeah. So and here we are. That's what we just heard, right? No, father, don't. Well, that's a hell of a thing, Bradley. So that episode, we record well, we released that and we probably recorded it around the same time at that period in our lives. That was June 24th, 2013. I think we were. And we were like, yes, we are going. We are going. This is embarrassing. And what is it now? Uh, it's September 2016. Well, I'll delete that. We don't want to date these things too bad. Anyway, we didn't go. Well, maybe it's just a reminder. I mean, hopefully he's still doing it over in the Cape Cod Playhouse in Hyannis. Brad, I spent half an hour trying to look up James Hoosier. Who's he? Who's he? Who's Like doing his engaging one man show, and I couldn't find him anywhere anymore. I, I'm not sure if it's he does it. It's a mystery. It. It's like he dropped off the face of the planet. But I remember back in 2013 when we first recorded um, Gutterballs, the Lebowski Deepcast, episode 30, and we were talking about James Who's Um seemed like he was doing this show annually, like he would do it every winter. And yet all I yeah. could find now, a couple years later, about the Cape Cod Playhouse is that it's a summer theater and it shuts down during the winter. So is he like breaking in and doing it to an empty auditorium? Is it all a big ruse? I don't know. Rouse? Ruse? Rouse. It's French. But also... It's the Hoosier Rouse. Oh, I love Hosier. Classic. Take me to church. I'll put it like a dog at the shrine of your life. But here's the real question, Brad. Yes. And I'm not sure because, first of all, I don't remember anything we ever talk about. And second of all, it was years ago. And third of all, how did the Coen brothers find this fucking dude? He's been in exactly two movies. Mm-hmm. One is The Big Lebowski. The other is The Fans of The Big Lebowski, some weird documentary, which maybe we watched. Maybe it's on the – I don't know. But it might be some other one. So he's Liam in The Big Lebowski, and he's in a documentary where he is as himself James Hoosier Liam. Mm-hmm. How – because if you read – here, I, in fact, I'm going to read you his bio. Okay. This is like his IMDb bio? No, this is simple movie bio. Simple-movie.com slash actor slash James hyphen G hyphen Hoosier underscore two two four three five two backslash. Or is that a forward okay. slash? I never know the difference. It yeah, me neither. Matter. So here's this entry. And first of all, there's a picture of a semi swarthy like long like long hair semi long hair dark haired like twenty nine to thirty two year old handsome man with a little mustache and goatee and that's the picture next to his name so it doesn't look like him at all <laughs> no that's correct it does not at all and here's the the text 
even though date of birth next to this swarthy handsome man with his like top three buttons unbuttoned drinking a like Cape Cotter in a rocks glass like just hot as fuck you know and then here's the bio next to that meanwhile this guy's born in 1952 West Anne Arundel Maine USA Jim Hoosier uh, who, Hoosier? Hoosier? Brad? Hoosier? Hoosier? Was, Hoosier was born in the spring on ninth. I need to start over. This aggression will not stand. Jim Hoosier was born in the spring on 1952 to a rural family in West Arundel, Maine. Some of his earliest memories include collecting eggs from the chicken coop, returning with upwards of 19 or 20 peck marks on his face alone. James lettered in soccer and wrestling at Chevrouse High School, where he came under the personal tutelage of Reverend Francis Quote, Mad Dog, end quote, McManus, S.J. Father Frank, as he so affectionately referred to him, taught him the true meaning of wrestling. Later in life, Hoosier grew to be an avid bowler, which made him the obvious choice to play Liam, the silent but deadly, fat guy dancing associate of Jesus, quote, the Jesus, end quote, Quintano. When the Cohen brothers came calling... Cohen with an H. I saw that recently, too, somewhere. Anyway, continue, yeah. At his adopted home in Winthrop, Massachusetts, prestigious Governor's Park, he couldn't refuse. Today, Jim Hoosier entertains captive audiences with his own one-man show entitled No Father, Don't, which runs every winter at the Cape Cod Playhouse in Hyannis. Maybe it's just a joke. By whom and for whom. Like, it's it's like his own joke. And he says it runs in the winter because he knows that Playhouse doesn't have any, doesn't even, even open then. So you think he's playing that joke. He's just running a really long con, even though his Twitter profile, The Real Liam, at The Real Liam on Twitter, we've probably already talked about all of this, but we're old and we don't remember. James Hoosier on Twitter, at the real Liam, and his bio is, Love doing things with my youngest daughter. Love attending Lebowski Fest, which he does. Played Liam O'Brien in the Big Lebowski, ellipsis, waiting for another chance, ellipsis. Oh. And you think that's, like, some big joke? I mean, I'll put this guy in a movie. Sure. I'd love to have him in a fucking movie. Waiting for another chance. Yeah. That's just horrible. That's like maybe the most heartbreaking Twitter bio I've ever heard. I'll give him a chance, man. I'll put him in anything, depending on how much money I have to pay to do it. You know, I mean, does he want more than $300? Does he need a per diem? Do I have to pay for his travel and hotel? Do I have to come to him? You know, we got to flesh these things out. But I'll give him a chance. If he's willing to travel down here, not get paid much, provide his own food and lodging... And work all day. Con- he may not consider that another chance. Oh, why not? It's I ex- don't know. I'm just saying. It's exposure, just, dude. It's the kind of spontaneous exposure <laughs> that makes people. Same thing with these tweets. Which one? His Twitter. His Twitter game is strong. <laughs> Which one? The one he sent in twenty March twenty third two thousand nine, saying, "Wow, I think I did ellipses." <laughs> he's the man. He's my ellipses brother. <laughs> I love the ellipses, Brad. Wow, I think I did. Dot, Ellipsis. Dot, dot. And that was Wee Long, that was in 2009. Right, but he said right. well, he has one tweet more recent than that. <laughs> it was 5th of October 2011. It says Wee Long Quiet Day Ellipses. So he waited two and a half years to and he's composing this tweet, getting it just right. And two and a half years later, so he posted Wow, I think I did. And this is referring to a tweet the same day saying, did I add a pick? With some interesting capitalization, two question marks. Did oh, I add a pick? makes sense. Didn't that? Wow, I think I did. Boom. Right. And yes, he did. And then yeah. same day, he said, wow, I think I did. Ellipsis. Two and a half years later, he tweets, and I think this is pretty profound. We long, quiet day. Ellipsis. And then that was five years ago. Yeah. On the 16th of March, he tweeted, 
cool, man. I'll be there if the boys do what they did last year. Dollar sign, dollar sign for the trip. Well. <laughs> With no connection to what tweet he might be talking about. So I will basically have to pay for his food and lodging for him to come down and be in a movie? That's what it sounds like. He's so demanding. He wants to get paid? Damn it. It's good exposure, dude. He said... Tweet, tweet. What's up, y'all? Yep. Come on. Are we going to sit here? What did I just... <laughs> I just, like, gave you the business for, like, ripping people new assholes. And now we're, like, making fun of this guy. The 14th of March, oh, 2009. Oh. I'm not making fun of him as much as I'm just fascinated by his Twitter usage. I like his uh, quote in 14 March, 14 March, 2009. The Big Lebowski. What a great movie. His Twitter game was strong for, like, a week or two. And then he just gave up. Beer makes me pee. Laundry, gotta love it, dot, dot. Who are you that is following me? Two question marks. Hey, Diddy, how about a shout out to my daughter? She is 18 on Friday. Like he's just a dad trying to understand this confounding technology. Right. And he was in the fucking Big Lebowski. Like he's a big deal. Like people know him. But if you don't have somebody to like help you out, like this is going to be confusing. Right. His first tweet, I guess? This is the beginning of it all? 11th March, 2009. Wondering what the heck I just did. Well. He opened up a can of worms is what he did. That's what he did, and let's face it. Joining Twitter in early 2009, that's pretty good. That's an early adopter. That's pretty good for a Liam. It's pretty good for anybody. 2009. He he needs to get his fucking uh, Twitter ID verified, though. What's the criteria for that? He only has. I'm not uh, entirely sure how it happens, but seventy-seven followers. So is it follower that based? That is true. Or? That is true. He only has seventy-seven followers. Hey, listen, all you damn fools! I know he hasn't tweeted in five years, but go follow at the real Liam. Yeah, come on. Let's do that. Let's make his Let's day. make that happen. I bet we can get him at least ninety-two followers. I was gonna say three, but okay. Well, no, yeah, we're not going to subtract followers from his count, are we? Are people oh, going to unfollow him? him? to 93. Got yeah, it, yeah, got yeah. It, got it. I was saying three more. Okay, yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, three get more. Him, get him to 93. Well, I try to think big. That's like uh, it's like 16 more followers. Yeah. You're yeah. thinking big for sure. For sure. At The Real Liam, please go follow him. Because I want him to resume his one-man show at the Cape Cod Playhouse in Hyannis. I want to find out if it's even real. Well, Jesus, how do we do that? We can't tweet at him because he doesn't check his Twitter. Well, you never know. We He might be really happy to get a tweet. Maybe he's just been waiting since October 2011. That's some, like, restraint. He has his iPhone. It's just never, Twitter's just never been like, hey, someone DM'd you. The little red circle with a one in it never comes up on that. Actually, now that I look at it, like, he's gotten no likes and no re no he got one retweet when he said the big lebowski what a great movie the retweet was by let's see who this was uh equals sign <laughs> you know it's great when it starts with equals sign equals sign w m i j equals sign and that's at wheeze midge <laughs> here i'm retweeting it right now but they have 1279 Followers, what are you retweeting? The Big Lebowski, what a great movie! <laughs> yeah, just Fuck retweeting it. it. I'm retweeting no, it too. There it is. Fuck he it. just got two retweets on that. His retweet count just went up by like I don't know how much percent, two hundred percent or three hundred percent. I don't fucking know. Actually, I wasn't logged in. I lied. I have to log in, then I'll retweet it. Who sh- are you that chooses to follow me? I am the real Liam. We should have our intern retweet it from our gutterballs account too yeah let's do it do we still have that we do know. i think we do that's at guttercast at guttercast yeah follow if you're not following it listener go follow at guttercast then you can see our retweet of uh james hoosier <laughs> retweet that shit out take me to church i know that's that's old jesus if you just search james g hoosier on twitter it's like it's a rich wonderland, really. He a lot of people are discussing him. Yeah, but it, like it doesn't actually link to him at all. It's just right. his name. It's not 
at the real Liam. And who even knows if at the real Liam is actually him or just somebody who stole a picture of him and just put it up there. I it seems real to me, though. It's too real. It's too real. It's too real. If someone I just followed is indeed... Him. Nice. I, you know, I already see that. One follower you know. There it is. Um, what GB. did you retweet? The Lebowski... Big Lebowski, what a great movie. Yeah. Sorry, wasn't really listening last time. Or, oh, I see. Yeah, two. That's two now. Is he wrong? And, That's what I'm saying. Is he wrong? I'm going to do right. three question marks. Boom. All right. Tomorrow. Tomorrow I will am. be the greatest day of James G. Hoosier's <laughs> life. He's going to wake up and be like, my Twitter game is finally paid off. Brad, his breakfast will taste better than any meal we've ever had. Tomorrow, I am going to retweet another one of his tweets, although I can't decide which one. They're pretty good. No college today. Now the pros are beating me, you know? Chapula, how you doing? Thanks for the following. Tweet, tweet. What's up, y'all? What's up, y'all? I know. That's pretty good. That's a good one. Beer makes me pee. I gotta pee. Beer makes me pee, too, apparently. Hi, Brooke. Dude sent you an instant message. Well, that defeated the purpose of that, I guess. Um, here... James G. Houzier, we'll get back to that guy. They haven't seen The Last of Us, but I have something else here. Okay. A little more serious note. Another minor, another minor character. I can't remember if we talked about it, but John Polito, did we? The name sounds very Brother Seamus, Brad. Brother Seamus. Right, the Brother Seamus. What did we talk about him? Did we? I don't know. Rest in peace. Oh, we didn't talk about that. Okay. No, I, we definitely I, didn't talk about that. Was, that was that just happened September first. Right. I was making yeah, I scones, even, so didn't even realize that. This is the first I'm hearing of this sad news. Yeah, John Polito, a compeer, a compeer of the highest caliber for sure. You know, it's like yeah. Now you have to start saying things like you know the remaining right cast the, the remaining cast. Of Big Lebowski. I mean, we've lost three in the time that we've been doing this podcast that we know of. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, I, the the one thing about this movie is I think like I think the top like twenty to thirty actors in this movie, like when they leave this mortal coil, when they die, like we will know about it because. Maybe like John Goodman. No, even John Goodman and Jeff Bridges, like, they're associated with this movie so strongly. And I was going to say, like, maybe they've been in so many blockbusters or big time shit that, like, this wouldn't be the first thing in an obituary or a write up. But, like, it will be. It'll be mentioned. So it'll definitely be mentioned. I don't know if it will be the first thing. Maybe not. It might be the second or third thing. Maybe not. But, like, it will be mentioned. But then the people, like, besides the top, like, four names in this movie, like, the fifth to 20th names, when they die, it will definitely be mentioned. Like, you might know him as, like, Marty the Landlord from The Big Lebowski. Like, it will be mentioned. Because this is a milestone at this point, this movie. So anybody associated with it, it's going to be on their tombstone, or at least in their obituary. Would that we could have something like that, Brad. Would that it were so. Here lies Brad Koslick. He produced 1,052 episodes of a podcast discussing The Big Lebowski. That ain't shit. Brad, don't do bad. That'd be something to be proud of, you know? Heck, I'm so proud of this podcast. Right, and we're only 122 episodes in. We're 10% we're of the way there. Yeah. We're 10% of the way there you know we have a modest but dedicated following it really but it really you know it's it's probably the work that i'm most proud of right now yeah me too although speaking of works we need to pimp some shit right now we need to pimp more shit all right let's pimp some we're gonna do it every time and i just remembered this but we're gonna do it god damn it every time all right you're talking you're talking about works that we've done. Well, I just released another work, and I'm not. Oh, like I'm not gonna like ignore it or be ashamed of it. I just released a book trailer for my wife. You might know her. Her name is Leslie. For her book called The Goodbyes, 
and I made a trailer for that book. I made a little movie for it. So, how, 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 yeah, how do we how do we see it? How does the listener get to it? I'll have the intern post it to our YouTube channel. So if you go to gutterballs.tv and click on YouTube, it will be there. All right. We can even put a link directly to it in the in the show notes perhaps. Fuck yeah. And we'll put a link to the book. Buy the book. It's a good book. I've read it like five times. I think there's a link to the book and to the trailer on our Gutterballs Twitter, correct? I don't know. Is there? I think there might be. Who the fuck knows? If there's not, we'll add it. We'll add it. By the time you hear this, go check out our Gutterballs Twitter, Guttercast. Yeah. It's all there. Buy it. Read it. It's good. Watch my my, uh, little movie I did for it. So that's some work that I did. Go uh, buy a t-shirt, too. Shit. We got t-shirts out. That Now is the time. Well, who knows when this is going to come out. But now is the time. Tis the season to, you know, embrace an ethos or not. Say what you will about Gutterball's listeners. At least they embrace an ethos, Brad. Yes. We have uh, Lebowski Sobchak 16 t-shirts, campaign t-shirts. Now, if you're not... At least it's an ethos. At least... Many other clever taglines. I don't want to even go through them all here. I want you to go check them out. No, you shouldn't, like, spoil it, but if you're not into the whole pacifism thing, there's also Sobchak 16 shirts. Right, just Sobchak, yep. But if you are more like this aggression will not stand, man, there's also just Lebowski 16 shirts. So it feels like if you buy one of these shirts, you're probably the person for your time and place. Yeah. So I'm going to have a little aside here. All right. But they're closing one of the elementary schools or at least proposing to close it or something. I don't know. I don't Or in this in the area here where I am. And people have little I guess there's like because people are against it and they have uh, signs, those little like, you know, political signs in their yard. And it says school closing affects us all. And every time I see it, I'm like, it affects us, it all, affects man. us all, man. It's about our basic, our basic freedom. freedoms. <laughs> like, do you think the guy that made that is a Lebowski? Like, subconsciously it was in there? I don't know. I don't know. It might school be a stretch. closing affects us all, man. Well, he didn't say, if he said man, man. I would say for yeah, sure. But that may have just been, like, common fucking sense. Like, if you don't educate your population, right? you're just asking for ignorance and chaos and sadness like everybody should be educated right well i don't think they're talking about not educating anyone just doing it in a different well they're closing a school array of of buildings but they're closing a school yeah you know why because it wasn't performing well that's from what i've heard it's a pretty shitty school so but closing a school is not a fucking answer man you know making the school better is an answer well as you know i'm not an educator so maybe we shouldn't get into this. Did I tell you I met – so my wife, you might know her. Her name is Leslie. She had a book signing at the local bookstore here, and it was a joint uh, collaboration with this nonprofit called Hungry for Music, and they collect right, right. like instruments and shit. Like you can just donate instruments. They'll take anything. And then they refurbish them, and then they give them out to people like – kids who just want to make music which i think is fucking awesome but because her book is about a musician but they also had a live band there they're called the glimpses so you know we got through like i just left leslie was there and i just left it's like all right you're doing like i got her set up and i just left because you know you don't want some dirty ass bearded dude like creeping around your table like that's a turn off So I left, and she sold more books than any other event, so that was good. It's like, yes, I should always leave. Came back, packed her up, got all her shit out, and she was like, oh, fuck. I never went back and, like, said hi to the band and, like, oh, thanks for playing and whatever. Like, they were in the back, she was in the front, and it's like they just never connected. But you should. Like, you're both there promoting this event. You're promoting your own shit, but, like, you're also promoting Mm -hmm. the Hungry for Music shit. And it's like, it's so long, it's hot, it's... The weekend, and we just wanted to get home, walking out to the car. It's like, well, they're right in there. It's like, fuck. All right. We turn around. We walk back into the bookstore. It's like, we should 
you know, say hi to the band. So we do. Mm-hmm. And they had a smaller version of their band there. It's a husband and wife duo. They're called the Glimpses. And uh, it's a great name, I think. It's a pretty cool name. So it's a husband and wife duo. And I think they have a third person. I think they have a percussionist normally who plays with them. I'm not sure exactly. You can find them on Facebook, facebook.com slash the glimpses. But I'm trying to remember. I'm going to get the business for this. I'm trying to remember how it came up. But the <laughs> Mercedes, the wife half of this duo, somehow mentioned something maybe vaguely referencing the Big Lebowski. And Leslie mm. was like, well, you know. <laughs> yep. And I was like, oh, fuck. My husband has a podcast <laughs> where yeah. they discuss every minute of their podcast that discusses every minute of the Big Lebowski. Well, hey, like you were just saying, don't apologize for it. Oh, right. I know. I know. And get I it got, out there. I got to get over that. And she was like, you got to be kidding me. It's like, I quote that movie all the time. And her husband's over there like, I know. She does. It's like, anytime I'm feeling down, I'm having a bad day. I just, I just watch one scene from the Big Lebowski. It makes me feel better. She was blown away that we had this podcast. So it was nice to see another... Like native right. Lebowski's out there in the wild, and yeah, uh, no. <laughs> we were That's great. we were walking down the like main aisle of the bookstore, and they had these little figurines, and they were for some I don't know kids book or something. It's like, see those figurines? I have all of those, but they're all big Lebowski figurines. I have like seven or eight of them from all of the characters of the movie. So like Maud, Donnie, Dude, Walter, <laughs> like all of them. So. Probably a bigger fan than we are because we're just here as the lens. Yeah. But it was like we don't even really like the movie. We just kinda of picked it randomly. It's okay. You know? It's okay. It's kinda of like Big Brother. I kinda of like it now. But it was Big nice. Big Brother. To, well, right. Oh, you never read Oh, you mean nineteen eighty four you like okay, I got it. At first I just thought you meant the reality T V series as something that you kind of like now. But I got it. Well, the reality TV series is kind of based on the Orwell book a little bit because you're constantly surveilled, right? Right, right. right. That's okay. hence the title. Yes. Here, uh, Jesus, I, we already got a, uh, at least I did, a um, reply, an at reply for one of my tweets to at the real Liam. From, oh, really? Yeah, it's from the uh, writer, founder, and designer of Encrawl. He developed... Oh, okay. That and he um did he was the owner of co owner but of the first two available red cameras and the next generation red cameras, the Epics, Red One and Red Epic. He owned the first two of both of those. And he does movie stuff at HBO. Alright. So the real at the real Liam is on his way. Thank you, I am Pliny for that. I think if we can get at the real Liam, some more work. Our work here is done. Helk yeah. Helk? Helk yeah? Is that what you said? Helk yeah. That Helk would be yeah. the big, you know. Helk that yeah. Would, that would be an incredible outcome for this adventure. I mean, we already got the Big Lebowski on the arc, the archive, National Archive, right? Film Registry, right. National, National Film, Film Registry. We, Registry, did, we yeah. did that. Like, I take, you and I take full responsibility for doing that. Yes. Yes, we do. So... If we can also get James G. Housier some more work, we 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 could quit then, I think, and retire in peace. Right. Our status as influencers be cemented. Secure. Yeah. We cemented, you know, and at that point you just want to quit while you're ahead. So Yeah, you don't want to the last thing, Brad, that we would ever want to do is tr- like drag something out too long, like longer than it has to be, like way past the point of entertainment like you we the one thing that we know how to do is just kill it when it needs to be killed you know yeah speaking of which you had a jumper cable story so my mom you might know her her name is Gigi. today it's like i'm going into work for once like quote unquote early now early was I was leaving at 9, so I was going to get in there okay. at like 9.30, 9.40. Well, this is like DC rules, city rules. Right. It's it's big-time big, big time city living here. 
So, I mean, normal is like 10, 10, 20, 10, 40, like 11, you know, I might, I'm going to send a text and be like, all right, it's going to be 11, but 10 to 1030 is good. So I'm leaving at nine. I'm going to get in there at 930 probably. Let's face it. I don't know the traffic patterns at nine because I never leave at that time. So who the fuck knows? It might've been 940, but that's still pretty early. It's pretty good. And I'll picking up my shit i got my little like taco hobby kit that i'm taking for lunch in my little tupperware container and i'm like feeling good walking out the door my phone rings now anytime your phone rings at like 8 58 a.m right right well let's face it no anytime your phone rings it's like what the fuck is this this can't be good basically any time does your phone ring anytime and you don't think like Oh, this sucks. This is going to suck. No, you're about right. Yeah. Like, the, your phone ringing is just bad, usually. it's. You just don't want to deal with a call. No, no, of course not. That's layer one, but layer two so that's just is layer like, one. Right. Layer two is, is it like the the one to four people who might have a reason to call me? And if it is mm-hmm. one of those one to four people, that's even worse. If it's not, right. it's just a telemarketer or a robocall or some political shit or whatever. Telemarketer. But if it's one of those one to four and they're not standing right in front of you in the same house as you, then it's like, oh, there's something wrong. So it was my mom. You might know her. her name's Gigi. And it's like, my car won't start. Now, she works for the cops. She stands out in the street, directs traffic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The car won't start. So it's like... I was going to go to work and be relatively early, but... It's just God telling you, don't Don't, don't go try. to work. Just stop trying. Don't even try. Just don't do it. Because I will not allow it to happen. <laughs> He's looking out for me, you know? And she thought it was a battery, but it wasn't. It was like, it was a fuel pump, and it was a godforsaken amount of money. But, um... This is like two weeks after my tire fell off driving to work. Your tire fell off? Well, ba- I sent you that picture. Oh, yeah. And you thought I had like... That was your tire. Scraped up on a curb or something. Right, because well, if you look at the picture and the perspective... I can understand and that. And the paint, it kind of looks like that. Right. But no, it's just flat ground. Yeah, it just... Yeah, it sucked. But there's not really much else to it. It's just the one time I try to be good. It's just God telling me I shouldn't. Just don't even try. Nobody fuck with the Jesus. <laughs> Guess not. Um, All right, let's put a pin in it. Well, okay, but after you okay. leave me, what will I do? Is that 6-1 or 6-2? It, well, it's 6-1. Six 6-1. One. Six one. After you leave me, what, what will, will I do? I do? You know it. You like it. Yeah. I guess that's all we got. Yep. All right, I'm going to hit stop. All right. Gutterballs. Rewind.